Spirits and, and witches. witches. This is Monica. And this is Shauna, and we are High Priestess for this evening. How are you doing tonight, Monica? I'm doing okay. Got my Baileys rocking here, so I'm ready to... Uh, Sipping your Baileys? Yes, do Feeling it. Feeling your old Greg vibe? There we go. There we go. <laughs> and what are you drinking tonight, friend? I'm actually back to wine tonight. It's been huh, a while. It's been a while. It's been a yeah. while. Thus the name of the show. Exactly. Okay. So I'm... <laughs> I'm here. I got you guys. We are back to good old vino. Um, this is from the brand Unruly, and this is Unruly Dark, and it's a red blend. I had a different Unruly um, a couple nights ago, and it was very sweet. And I'm not into super sweet wine, so I was a little worried about this one, but it's still sweet. It has a little bit of dry notes in there, but it's not too much. And the bottle... I thought it was. In, it sounded like an interesting flavor. It says, "And really dark unveils bold aromas of dense black cherry and spice notes, while blackberry and decadent mocha flavors dominate." Ooh. Does you know they make it sound so good, but I can't get it past my teeth. I mean, yeah. I used to not like red wine. I don't know when my palate started to change, but like, gives me a headache. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm. I can definitely taste the cherries. Yeah. It's got that tart. Yeah. But I think that's what kind of saves it from being too sweet. But I can't, I guess, make, no, you know, you can taste the mocha. It's like the, the aftertaste there. Like you can yeah. taste some of the mocha. Um, can you taste it, Ricky? What am I tasting? Mocha. <laughs> mocha, mocha or cherries. Mocha. mocha and cherries. Get that mocha aftertaste. I taste wine. Okay. 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 Bitter wine, which is good. I mean, I'm I'm kind of like that, especially like unless like the beer is like an overwhelming yeah. flavor, and people talk about all the things that are in it, and a lot of wines like I I just taste beer. Like I don't know. Mm -hmm. And the same thing with wine, but I'm trying to to, to, to savor that taste and get I'm it. trying to fine tune it's my. The same thing with cigars, like, like catch the note. Like cigars will say, oh, it's got these notes and this taste, and right, right. It's like I I can taste all the earthy shit. And maybe a hint of walnut or whatever, but really, like, I mean, I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. I taste a lot of, <laughs> taste a lot of, I can taste some of the wood. Okay. Like, and some notes here and there, but it's just something that I think you have to really go at. Yeah. And you yeah. know what? You know what I, I uh, like to smell? I like to smell of my uncle's. Um, pipe tobacco when it's not burning. Yeah. When it was in the pouch, it smelled yeah. fucking really good. Yeah. Except when it was burning, it had a totally different flavor. Oh, yeah. Smell, but yeah. When I was a little kid, I would go to Arizona to visit my aunt and uncle, and he would take me to like this tobacco store where it was just all different types of tobacco for his pipe, and they would have like these big barrels full of it. Mm. Fuck yeah. And I love just like sticking my head in the barrels and smelling it, but because it smelled so good. It did smell good. It does yeah. smell good. It mm -hmm. was so good to smell. Yeah. Tobacco smells good. Yeah, smoke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, not unless it goes up in smoke, but that's that's only me. So I don't think anybody's gonna catch that reference. Smoke. <laughs> that's um. I don't know how relevant because I know like a lot of our listeners are a little bit younger now. Um, there's a Family Guy episode with that. Oh, okay, got it. It's like in the second the, or third season. Yeah, it's one of the older ones. Peter uh, is the CEO of a cigar, a uh, cigarette, a cigarette company. Yeah. Yeah, and so they're trying to figure that out. But um, fun note, me and Ricky's whole relationship was built off of Family Guy references. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. So that's fine. Whatever works. Hey, whatever makes it work. 
So tonight... We are exploring two wonderful goddesses. Yes, and this is our first time really kind of going in depth about deities. Right, but and tis the season. Yes, yes it is, and we picked two underworld goddesses. Yes, we did, and so which are each... connected with Samhain. Yes. Or Shadowfest, yes. And connected with each other. Yes, and so, with each other, which is wonderful. Yes, and I don't fully know all of their connection, because I think it goes a lot deeper than what I know, uh -huh. but I just thought it was cool that we kind of picked them without thinking about that. Yeah, it was really interesting how that mm -hmm. happened, yeah. So, so do you want to start? Sure. We are going to talk about the goddess Hecate, and I love Hecate. I really do. Um, she is first seen in Egypt as Hecate the frog-faced goddess, and her oldest temple was in Turkey. Um, she sh also shows up in the midst of Demeter, Hesiod, and Persephone, and she is also known as the Chthonic deity, meaning under the earth. Her name has many meanings, such as distant one, lovely one, lunar goddess, invisible, far-shooting, and she can shapeshift to someone else. Some think that Diana is is Hecate referred to in Aradia, Queen of the Witches? I think mm. that, yeah, that is really interesting. She is a patroness of the oppressed, newborn children, women and mothers of boys, shepherds, sailors, herdsmen, mysteries of the earth, assemblies, protector of soldiers, judgment, and of dying. Her attributes are the crossroad where the three roads meet, three masks representing past, present, and future, she protects doorways, gates, borders, rites of passage, unexplained transitions. She is liminal, and she can create or withhold storms. Her powers were given to her by Zeus to grant or withhold things from mortal beings. You may ask her for anything, but she will ask you to let go of something that is familiar to you. Dang. She is the keeper of the keys to unlock mysteries. Call upon her when you're depressed. Her animals are ravens, owls, lions, boars, hawks, frogs, deers, and horses. And dogs. And dogs, of mm -hmm. course. Dog person, always. Her, her plants are garlic, almond, lavender, myrrh, mugwort, cardamom, mint, dandelion, yarrow, belladonna, onion, gourds and pumpkins, and cakes with raisins in it. Um, it's a really interesting story because many, about, oh God, I don't know how many years ago, I was going to uh, Pantheacon. And then the entire way down on the road, I it was like kind of raining, and I saw so many uh, hawks down, and I thought that was a little weird. But when we got there, the thing started to really unfold. I turned on the TV. There was like this thing about uh, this Hecate on TV. Really? Then they did a special on boars, and I was starting to scratch my head a little bit. Um, I went down to the room where they were selling things, and I there was raisin cakes, and I'm like, hmm. And then there was, I mean, it was just, it was a big Hecate weekend, just put it that way, for me. And then we went to a Hecate ritual. So it was really amazing, a classic ritual. Her symbols are serpents, bear, dagger, keys, and torches. Her stones are all black stones, moonstone, gold, and silver. Her colors are black and orange. Her places are all wilderness, graveyards, crossyards, crossroads. And her sacred days are August 13th which happens to be the same day as Aradia's day, mm -hmm. November 30th and the 29th of every month, and that's how the Romans, they they, they did that one. Doesn't she have a day in, like, January 2? I'm thinking so, too, yes. That sounds familiar to me. She's the waning and dark moon. She is usually depicted leading the hunt with two black hounds, chasing souls to the underworld. 
She's the perfect artist for all shadow work. She is a store of knowledge. When you play Trivial Pursuit, she's there. And by the Middle Ages, she began the she became the Dark Throne. So, like I said before, um, shrines to Hecate were often placed at doorways of homes, temples, and cities with the belief that she would protect them from the restless dead and other spirits. Also, shrines were erected at crossroads where food offerings were left on the new moon. When you leave food for Hecate um, at the crossroads, you have to do it after dark and don't expect to get your dish back. So don't make it a really fancy dish, but a dish that you can let go of, basically. So, and it should be one, should it be one, can you buy one just for that or should you sacrifice one of your own? Probably, you know, you have to give up something. So I would say probably sacrifice one of your own, but not your best china because you're yeah. not going to get it back. You're not going to get it back. No. But it seems like, yeah, it seems like she does want something of your own. Speaking of dishes for her, that other day in January, it's January 31st and that's the feast. Okay, and that's, that's her the other, feast day. That's the yeah. other date, yes. Um, you know, and she goes back to like 430 BCE, way, way back. She is known as the queen of the night, goddess of the crossroads. And she seems as an inter, inter, mid, intermediary uh, between spirits and humans and holds a key that will unlock the gates to all realms. Goddess of life and death, regeneration and magic. She rules wisdom, wise choices, victory, vengeance, and travel as well. Good to know that when we're traveling. Um, okay, let's see what else I got. She is invoked, inv invoked, invoked for justice, especially for sexual crimes against women. Yeah, that's good to and know. Girls. I didn't know that. She has the power to grant or deny any mortals their wish. Um, she is invoked for protection for dogs and from dogs. She brings victory in battle. Um, and she is petitions for swift, painless death. Um, and she can banish goats. And she's also renowned ghosts. Oh, go ghosts. ghosts. Like, why would you want to banish something so cute? She is renowned for her, her expertise of plants and her knowledge of their magical and healing power. She once had the responsibility of all hallucinatory drugs. Yeah, she knows how to party. Yep. She's a shapeshifter supreme. Her manifestations usually are a black dog or a mature woman or crone or a sexy, seductive woman. Um, depicted with three faces as well as her hound. And we talked about her symbols, the key, the torch, and also the cauldron. Also... When you say her hound, do you mean like Cerberus? Yeah, the three-headed dog. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, the, of course, her color is black and orange, like I said, and her number is three. Garlic, lavender, pomegranate, some of her stuff, mandrake, you. Nighttime and only accepts offerings at night. All rituals and festivals held after dark in honor of her. The, la the Almost the last day of the month is, is uh, her is dedicated to her. And again, she shared the feast day with Diana and Aradia on August, August 13th, which I think is really interesting that Diana, Aradia, and Hecate all share the same day. Mm -hmm. Makes you go... Hmm. Maiden Mother Crown. Mm -hmm. Well, right? That makes or, sense. Or they, they always the say, person. yeah, that's mm -hmm. what they try to say. So you want to, uh, if you're going to do the offering, like I said, leave it there after dark at the crossroads and walk away and don't look back. I've also heard um, there's a guy that I know and what he would do is on Halloween at night 
or as close to like sunset as he, he could get because in Los Angeles all of our cemeteries are, are gated right um but he would go he says at night on Halloween to honor Hecate he would go with like big heads of like elephant garlic if he could find like the nicest ones he could find and leave them on the headstones oh wow and then he would try and find if there's like a three-way crossroad right. at the cemetery he would leave it there for her but that was like that's like his Halloween thing. Wow, that's yeah. awesome. So um, if you hear a dog, it's an indication that your petition was heard after you do working with her. Oh. Um, you can leave offerings of eggs, garlic, honey, candles, or incense. And also, she assisted Demeter when in the search for Persephone, guiding her through the night with flaming torches. She became Persephone's minister and companion in Hades. She is the daughter of Titans, Perseus, and Asteria. Um, that's what I have on Hades. We work with her every Shadowfest. Hecate. Uh, yes, Hecate. What did I say? Hades. Well, well I just, okay. No, <laughs> it's because uh, you just read it. Yeah, I just read it. So Can I say, I don't mean to interrupt you, but we have another one of those things. It's not like the epic battle of Athame versus Athami, because it's obviously Athame. Um, it's obviously Thank you. you go ahead. Think about that. Because I, you know, I don't want to say the wrong word. Okay. <laughs> go ahead. But um, now I bounce back and forth between saying Hecate and Hecate, and it's just kind of whatever rolls out of my mouth. But um, I try really hard to correct myself and say Hecate. Right. Can you believe it, Monica? I'm actually fucking agreeing with you on something. I just <laughs> listened to it online with how to say it, and they say you say it Hecate. Hecate. And uh, yeah, I, that's the thing I've heard. And I know at the end of the day, it's, it's tomato, tomato, like yes, whatever. Yes, we yes. all know what we mean. Like, don't, don't be a dick. If you want to say it a certain way and a stranger says something like, let it go, man. But if it's like, you know, me and Monica, let's argue about it. Why not? Yeah. But it's still athme. But anyway, <laughs> back to Hecate. I do say Hecate, um, cause I did learn that from you and I've tried to correct that. But, um, I do know people that say Hecate. Yes, but they're saying it at the wrong symbol, syllable. Because let's go back to a, the Egyptians. She was called Heck. So that's how it Heck. And then, you know, it's not yeah. Ha, Ka. It's not. It's Heck. Yeah. So there you go. Well, even Thank it's Heck, Hecate. It's not Hecate. No, it's Hecate. It's not Heck. Yeah, you're okay. Yeah. I see, you see you're what I'm saying? Yeah, well, that's where, the, that's where syllable. you take it from. Yeah. Because that's, she was known as Hecate. Yeah, and then other people call her Hecate. Yeah, and some people, I've heard some people say Persephone, too. Yeah. I heard that, and I, my skin went, went, ooh, baby. Yeah, right, that makes my fucking skin crawl. Yeah, I've heard Hecate, Hecate, and then Hecate. Hecate. Oh, boy. Um, so I'm like, okay, so I mean, Hecate is more rare. I don't tend to hear that usually, or Hecate or Hecate. Um, and I bounce back and forth between both. It just depends. But if I'm consciously thinking about that, I do say Hecate. So okay, I want to say I agree with you on the pronunciation of something. Thank you very much. Yeah. And but you only, will say it the way I say it? Yep. It only took eight years, but we got it. We got okay, one. There you go. There you go. There you go. There you have it. But um, that, was, that was like an interesting thing. So for those of you listening... You know, when we first uh, started this podcast, I think it was within somewhere in the first three, three, three episodes. Uh, yeah, absolutely. We got into our epic battle about Athame versus Athami. We've never settled that one. But what I loved was that so many people sent us voice messages telling us how they say it. And it was super cool because we had people like in other countries 
telling us and we had one person from france that actually like called with a voice recording breaking down the the history of it and where it comes from versus like how you say it in france versus how you say it in england versus how it came to america to be called athman like the whole history of it so that was really cool so i mean monica seems like she broke down the history of the origins of her name really well for us but we do want to know how do you say hecate Yes. Do how do you say Hecate? Hecate. How do Hecate. you Hecate? Yes. Yes. Now you're making me go look look something up. Okay. <laughs> well, I remember we did. We looked this up on YouTube once. We got into this discussion yeah. and like we found like YouTube videos on how to break down Hecate or Hecate. See, there we go. Um, <laughs> and it was Hecate, so that was cool. And then we decided to do it for Athame. And obviously one of us was wrong, and then I don't. I was. It was probably me. Let's be real. See, here we but go. then Let's we just see. stopped listening. Let's see what they say here. Okay, wait. Give me a second. Give me a second. Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. Because just I, skip it. I, I, you got to wait to skip it. No, okay, if it's an ad on YouTube, then you have to listen. Yeah. To it. Okay. Oh really? Yeah. Because okay. Here we go. So no, 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 no. Here we go. Okay, say it. Okay, let's go. Is it buffering? No. In the shape of a womb, it would be a female shape. What, what the hell are shape? they talking about? <laughs> I think she clicked on the wrong video. Yeah, oh, no, no. Let's see what we got. Okay, we've got the Athame. Ah, hell you. The Athame. Hell you, hell you, hell you, hell you, hell you. Okay. That was worth it. No. All the weirdness that just came out of Monica's YouTube was worth nah, it. Nah, nah. Let's see. I don't believe it. You know, for everyone listening. Okay, here we go. Atham. Atham. That person Atham. says Atham. I thought you were looking up how to say Hecate. I thought I that too. I didn't know you were still on well, the show. Well, earlier before we started. Hecate. Hecate. They said Yeah, it seems like Hecate. Hecate. That's what they said. Yeah. Either way, according to those two YouTube videos and all the other weird shit we just listened to with you, you're still not right. Well, there's Atham and Athame. Yeah, so. it's a- Atham and Athame. So yeah. I score one for Shauna tonight. Okay, well. Cheers to that. I'll raise my wine glass for that. Um, yeah, I'll drink it. <laughs> <laughs> so, who are you talking about tonight, my dear? I am talking about Persephone. Okay. Not to be confused with Persephone, because no, there's please. no such thing as fucking Persephone. No. So, but, let's start right there. Right, exactly. Persephone, um, her name is spelled kind of like Persephone. Persephone. Yeah, yes, it so is. That's where it is, but it is Persephone. And she is most famously known as the wife of Hades. Mm hmm. Now, because we're Strega, let's just kind of shift gears real quick. Speaking of names, is when we're gonna what? I, how I'm talking about everything tonight, I will be trying my best to pronounce everything correctly, um, and also I'm going to be using Greek names. Okay. Because that is like, if anyone wants to research anything more, it's really easy when you're looking up mythology to look with Greek names versus Roman names. Right. But because we're Strega, um, Hades is not Hades; he is Pluto. Or mm-hmm. Dis. He is also known as Dis. Mm-hmm. Um, and Persephone is actually Persephonea. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there is a difference in the names. But again, tomato, tomato, and tonight I will be referring to everybody um, to the best of my ability by their Greek names. 
So Persephone um, is the goddess of spring and the queen of the underworld. And that's kind of what we know about her. And I feel like, especially recently, she started to gain uh, more attention. Mm -hmm. Where I feel like before, a lot of the goddesses that I would hear a lot of and see a lot of in different places is more like Aphrodite, Hecate, Diana, um, a lot of different Egyptian goddesses such as Bast or... um, Isis and you some know? Celtic gods, Morgan, yeah. the Morgan, yeah, the Morgan, things like that. So it's just like Persephone was always kind of there, especially because a lot of us seem to get introduced to her in middle school or high school, um, whether it be because you were studying Greek mythology, which was actually how I first learned about her, or if you were learning about the season. So all of us kind of have this underlying familiarity with her, but we don't really know who she is. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's interesting because she's very relevant at two major points of the year, and while it may not be Samhain, even though thinking that as the goddess of the underworld, you would think Samhain would be her jam, it's actually Beltane and Mabon. Mm-hmm. Beltane is when she is returning to Earth, she's with her mom, all this awesome stuff, and Mabon is when she goes back to the underworld because she's very dynamic like that. She spends half of the year on the earth with her mom who is Demeter and the other half of the year in the underworld ruling that with her husband Hades Mm -hmm. so a lot of times when we first hear about her with her lord the most famous thing that we hear is about the kidnapping of Persephone Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of variations in this story but to give you kind of the gist of it what you hear is that Persephone now know that when Persephone was raised by Kor she's the daughter I'm sorry not by Kor by Demeter She's the daughter of Zeus and Demeter, and she stay. And her mother, Demeter, is the goddess of the harvest and fertility. Right. Right. And so we really see her tied really heavy into agriculture, which is where Persephone is the goddess of spring, because that's when everything starts to kind of pop bloom. up and yeah. bloom and birth. Sure. So she is also an agricultural goddess in that sense. Um, but she was pretty sheltered. She and her name originally was Kor, which meant maiden. Um, and she was kind of like basically sworn to like her purity and like being a virgin. She hung out with nymphs um, and just kind of like tended to the crops around earth and, you know, made flowers and pretty stuff and just kind of did that. And then Hades saw her one day and was like, oh my God, she is fucking gorgeous and I must have her. So this is where we start to kind of see variations in the story because some say that Hades just kind of just acted and just like did his thing others say that he went to his brother Zeus and was like dude like I love her and Zeus helped facilitate what happens next um I would like to think that Zeus facilitated it not just because Hades is my patron but also because his brothers uh Zeus and Poseidon are kind of known to be like hoes and fuckboys where Hades was always a lot more timid and stuff like that. He didn't have a lot of sex capades and raping and pillaging the way his brothers did. So this was really kind of out of character for him. But what it said is that basically he opened up a big hole in the ground and just abducted her when she was like in the fields one day planting flowers. Mm-hmm. And then he held her hostage in the underworld. And at first she was like really, really homesick. And then she kind of got into it and was okay and started to really like him when she got to know him. So basically Persephone is our first victim of Stockholm Syndrome. Mm-hmm. Um, so while all that's going on in the underworld and she's kind of acclimating to her new surroundings and she stops fighting it and starts kind of embracing it and starts to enjoy it. Her mom is like, where the hell is my daughter? Mm -hmm. And so this is where we do see some of these ties here. Because, again, there's a lot of variations depending on what story you're reading. Um, Some say that Helios saw it and he brought it to 
uh, Demeter's attention about where she was. Other people say that Hecate did and that she saw what happened and kind of kept her mouth shut for a little bit and kind of just like retreated into, I think, a cave. Um, but Demeter took all the nymphs that used to like hang out with Persephone and she was like super pissed at them. Like, how the fuck could you let her go missing? And gave them wings. But basically all these different deities and nymphs and everyone was looking for her until finally like somebody said something. I believe like me personally, I believe that it was Hecate. So Hecate goes and like takes her down to the underworld and like kind of shows her like this is where Persephone is. And so Diana, uh, I don't know why I keep on calling her Diana. Yeah, Demeter um, goes to Zeus and is like, bring me back my daughter. So basically there's a bunch of arguments, right? To make a long story short. And the agreement that is reached is that Persephone will spend half of the year with her mom and half of the year with her husband because she did marry Hades while she was down there because she did fall in love with him. Um, in other stories, it does say that she spends a third of the year with her mom, a third of the year with her husband, and a third of the year with Zeus. Because mm. Zeus just has to be all up in everything. Yeah. Um, but that's the most common story and the most famous story that we'll hear. Um, I know that we do have a lot of younger listeners and stuff like that, so a lot of you guys might be familiar with Lore Olympus, which is this really cute um, online comic about like a love story between Persephone and Hades, and it's super adorable. It's super inaccurate, um, but... It's still super adorable. I'm a really big fan of it. And it's also kind of interesting to like kind of see this depiction of all of the Greek gods and see their interaction. Because while it's inaccurate, some of the attributes are kind of on point. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of attributes, I did kind of want to look at some of the things that are sacred to Persephone. One of the biggest things that we tend to see that we think um, when we think of her is pomegranates. Huh. And I know interesting. Like, yeah, and we, we have that with... Um, Hecate. With Hecate, yeah. So they both have pomegranates. The reason why pomegranates are sacred to Persephone was um, when Demeter first went to Zeus and was like, bring my daughter back, blah, blah, blah. He was like, cool, she can come back as long as she didn't eat anything down there. But what happened when Persephone didn't know that goal yet, um, someone brought her a pomegranate and she ate six seeds of it. And some stories will say that she did that just like completely ignorant and didn't know other people say that Hades tricked her either way she ate six pomegranate seeds and now pomegranates are sacred to her and they are an underworld fruit mm-hmm. other things that are sacred to her um, are spring obviously flower crowns torches reeds waterfalls rivers springs all sorts of flowers her sacred animals I love her animals I think they're so badass are bats black rams parrots monkeys bees and all talking birds wow and i just love that i don't know why parrots and monkeys are on there yeah parrots and monkeys yeah parrots and talking birds yeah so i don't know why they're on there but uh, i'm sure there's a reason for it that i haven't delved enough into her lore to really find out Mm -hmm. her sacred plants are pomegranate narcissus willow tree lily ivy lily of the valley oriental lily maidenhair fern daisy and lavender oh wow Right after my own heart with Lily right? the Valley. Absolutely. I'm all for it. Her her crystals are any like black crystals, clear quartz, agates, um, and uh, sapphires. Oh. And jaspers. Oh. Mm-hmm. I love jasper. I know. Um, her colors are green, black, purple, indigo, and yellow. Mm. 
and it actually even like one of the things that I saw on here was actually talking about her scents which is Narcissus, Hyacinth, Almond, Vanilla, Bergamot, and Pomegranate. Mm. I don't think I've ever smelled a pomegranate no, scent. No, I don't think Have I've you? ever. No, not really. That'd be kind of cool. I'd be kind of yeah. into that. Yeah. Um, so some of the things about Persephone. So we kind of know these things, and I do have a little bit more lore to get into. I'm not an expert in Greek mythology by any means, but I just think it's so interesting once you start learning about them, because really, it's like a soap opera. Everybody's fucking everyone, and everyone's fucking everyone over. Yeah, you're you not know? kidding, right? It's so true. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, we hear all these things about, about Persephone, so basically she's still the goddess of spring, and, you know, we see that, and we see her really with the changing of the seasons, you can kind of tell where Persephone ends. Right, right. now... She's it's October. She's in the underworld. Yeah, she's in the underworld. But then spring sun starts to come. We see her coming back up with her mom, and you see it with the changing of the seasons and what the plants are doing. That's how you know. Um, but she's also the goddess of death. Oh, interesting. Just like Hecate. Mm-hmm. She's a death goddess. She's the queen. And some people call her the goddess of death, which I think is kind of interesting because pe- Hades isn't actually the god of death. He's just the god of the underworld. Mm-hmm. She's the queen of the underworld. And I was talking to the coven sister. And she actually works very closely with Persephone. That's one of her patronesses. And I was talking about it, and she says, well, I think it's really interesting because really when you look at the gods and their consorts, they don't really give their wives a whole lot of power over a lot of stuff. But Hades really gave Persephone, like, equal power of everything. Like, she got to call shots. And she's actually, like, we see her as this very delicate thing and almost, like, weak in a lot of ways. But really, that bitch got some wrath to her. Do not piss her off. Because mm-hmm. she has no problem, like, sentencing you to all sorts of fucked up shit in the underworld and sentencing people to death. Like, she's all for that. So mm-hmm. she's really got this interesting dynamic to her. But, so we know all these, like, basic things about her, but then really the question is, what do you do with them? Yeah. You know? And that's, like, the one thing for a really long time. I'm like, what do you do with these with Persephone? And um, I've done some research, but I've also, like, talked to her myself and done my own work with her to try and figure some of this out. And what I will say, and one thing that I came to is I feel like she's really important when it comes to shadow work. Because mm-hmm. we hear a lot about shadow work, and that really comes down to, like, deep, deep traumas, but also accepting parts of yourself accepting those dark parts that you tend to shun Mm -hmm. and she is just like the epitome of accepting that she went from being the goddess of spring to the goddess of death because she changed her name like when she got abducted and went to the underworld she changed her name from core to persephone core means made and persephone means bringer of chaos or bringer of death like and destruction like she went like just full fucking dark mode there you know but she still did it in such like essentially like a sophisticated way almost like she owns it you know like it wasn't like there's this big issue and identity crisis she's just she stepped into this new role and so i feel like that's really important when you're dealing with darker parts of yourself i think that you know you can call upon her and work with her to kind of help accept some of those and not let them overtake you because she doesn't let anything overtake her she's perfectly balanced and Mm -hmm. she knows how to be both Maybe she doesn't always know how to be both at the same time, but when the time calls for one to come forth, like, she's there for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe not necessarily to battle your demons, but to battle yourself and not battle, but accept yourself and know when to kind of come through with that. Persephone is your girl for that. She's also really good for times of transitions because of her own transitions and because we see her within the transitioning of the right. seasons. And with that also, she also is somebody when you're going through rebirth, 
rebirth transitions because she and death and birth because she is a cycle of death and rebirth all mm-hmm. the time um she's also really good for decision making if you're mm. really stuck and you need to make a decision she may not exactly make the decision for you but she will bless you with insight and wisdom mm. into what you need to make them good so she's really good with that she's also really good at accepting new realities because sometimes we just get smacked in the face with stuff yeah and hey man she she was definitely smacked in the face with stuff and she just went with it yeah she sure did I really like her. I feel like she's very um, understated in a lot of ways, but I feel like she's coming forward more and more, um, especially with Laura Olympus. I feel like more people are getting interested in her, which I think is great. I think it's really cool that a comic book can bring this attention to Greek mythology. Yeah, you know what I mean? Very cool. Um, interesting things so like when we're talking about Persephone's wrath, because we really see her as like very sweet and kind of yeah. like patient you know and she does do a lot of nice things she really does she's a really nice lady and she's she's very graceful she's a very graceful host in the underworld she's very good at welcoming the souls and stuff like that so she is a good one to work with around this time as well but she definitely has a temper to her and where we see that is with the story of persephone and menth 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 whatever that one green bitch Uh, 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 uh. so um Menth was, um, she, she was a, a nymph and she, there's a, again, like variations in stories, but where, what I take from it and what vibes with me is basically Menth was Hades lover before he decided to take Persephone mm. and her dad was actually like the God of like the river that runs through the underworld, but not the river Styx. There's like a different one. So she always lived in the underworld. And so she was like known to be just super, super hot, super beautiful. And, um, so she was his lover and then he fell in love with Persephone and he kicked her to the side and got with Persephone. And so in some variations, Meth was just really loud and like talking shit basically. And was like, I'm prettier than her anyway, whatever. He's going to get sick of her and come back to me. Fuck that little girl, you know, and like just talking shit. But in other variations, basically, like, when it comes down to it, is Menth either was planning on seducing and essentially dethroning Persephone. Mm. Um, not seducing Persephone. Seducing Hades. Mm-hmm. But um, in other ones, it's that Persephone caught them in the act. Oh, boy. And caught Menth trying to seduce him and stuff like that. And Persephone's like, you know what, bitch? And turned her into a mint plant. And oh, that's wow. how we have basic garden mint now. Some stories will say that her mom did it, that Demeter is the one that did it, but in a lot say that Persephone did it. Wow. Um, funny enough, because of this, mint is a plant that is sacred to Hades. Yes, it is. And it is used in a lot of funeral rites, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, that's a hoe, but we found good use for her. Yes. <laughs> yes, we sure did. We need that mint. We certainly do need mint, mint around, for sure. The interesting thing that I will say, so we do see this crossover because... Hecate basically became like the mentor yes. to Persephone because um, in some stories about even just the dis- the descent of Persephone, um, Hecate plays a big role in kind of helping things out just along the way, like across the board. And so because of that, Hades is said to have gifted her like special reign and the underworld special entrance and stuff right. like that. Like, so she can kind of come and go as she pleases. Yep. Um, and I think that's really interesting but there's also some interesting, like, drama and beef between Persephone and Aphrodite. 
Oh. Which is also really interesting because I do work with Persephone, but I Aphrodite is my patron, my patroness, and the more that I've like looked into this and talked to people, a lot of people seem to work with both of them. Oh wow. Which is interesting because they don't really get along. Right. Um, so one thing is Persephone is said to be super, super pretty. And we all know that Aphrodite needs to be the prettiest Beautiful. thing Beautiful. ever. Yeah. And so when people people would rumor that Persephone was just as pretty as her, and so Aphrodite like already like didn't like that. Mm. Um, but two of the stories that I find interesting, um, one is the story of Adonis. And I think I may have touched on that story on the podcast before, but basically, Aphrodite heard that this princess was supposed to be super beautiful and was like, "Fuck that bitch, I'm prettier." And cursed her, cursed the princess to basically fall in love with her dad. So every night, this princess would sneak into the king's bedchamber and have sex with him. And it was dark, so he never knew who was fucking him. You oh, know? Boy. Until one day he figured it out and he's like, oh, oh my god, you gross, get off me, nasty. But it was too late because she was already pregnant. Oh. And so once um, Aphrodite knew that she was pregnant, Aphrodite swooped down and turned her into a tree. Oh, wow. And, but she still gave birth to this little baby, so Aphrodite scooped up this newborn and was like, ew, gross, babies, ugh, no. Um, I don't really know why she did this, but basically, because I know Aphrodite has a lot of kids of her own, but I don't really know who raised them. But she scooped up this little newborn, who was Adonis, and took him to the underworld and asked Persephone, like, hey, can you raise him for me? And I'll be back later. And Persephone did, but while she was doing it, she fell in love with him. Because oh, he was, no. like, the most prettiest boy in the whole wide world. Um... And so when it came time that he and he grew up, and Persephone's like, "Hey, I'm back for that baby," and Persephone's like, "Uh, no, that's my baby." Oh wow! So they fought over him, and it's really interesting. His fate, in this sense, was very similar to Persephone's. They had to go to Zeus. Zeus had to kind of mediate everything, and the agreement was that he had to spend one third of the year with Persephone, one third of the year with Aphrodite, and then the other third of the year he can do whatever he wanted, which he chose to spend with Aphrodite. Oh, wow. But so we do see this feud there already between the two. And then we see it even more with the story of Persephone and Psyche. Mm. Um, so she was a princess that she had sisters, but she was supposed to just be like the most beautiful. And again, Aphrodite got word of this and sent her son Eros, a.k.a. Cupid, to go like fuck some shit up. And so basically Eros cursed her so that like even though she was super pretty, like she was never going to get a husband. Long story short, Eros and her fell in love. Mm. And so for a while, I think they were trying to hide it from Venus, uh, Aphrodite, until she found out anyway. And so she basically told her, like, you want to be with my son? Here's a bunch of tasks. Get all this shit done, and then you can do it. Mm -hmm. But all of the tasks were, like, impossible, and they were all traps, like, set up for failure and death. But she got through each one. And on her fourth one, she had to go and meet Persephone. And at, go to the underworld and ask Persephone for, like, this special beauty cream that she had. And Psyche actually thought that it was just, like, a total trap. And she was like, fuck this. And she's going to actually jump off of a tower or, like, this really tall building. But a, a voice told her not to. Um, and told her how to navigate the underworld. And she actually went down and was able to meet Persephone. And Persephone did give her a box of this, like, magic beauty cream. It was just, like just don't look in it and you're good mm -hmm. um she did look in it and she like basically became our like first sleeping beauty 
but it was just basically again like i said while persephone has a lot of wrath she also has a lot of grace mm -hmm. so i don't really know in this case if the danger itself was going to persephone to ask for this so much as it was just navigating the underworld because that's really scary um but it's just that like, you see this like interesting like kind of drama between yeah. persephone yeah. and aphrodite yeah interesting mm -hmm. Very interesting. Wow. I would also just say that you could probably work with Aphrodite, especially like around this time and around Halloween and sound. People like to try and do something to usher the souls to the underworld, the lost souls and stuff like that. And because she is renowned for her grace, it would be smart to leave her an offering to ask her to be like, you know, a little extra graceful for all these lost souls that she's about to host and help welcome them, you know? Right. Exactly. And those are our underworld goddesses. Yes. So it's, it, like I said, tis the season. And that's mm -hmm. why we uh, we brought these two wonderful goddesses to your attention. And uh, next week is Shadow Fest, as we call it, or Samhain. Mm -hmm. Well, by the time Sammy. this comes out, no. <laughs> oh my god! Like the band. Okay, can we talk about the band real quick? I think I've done this before. I feel like I say that on every episode. I think blah 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 before. Is it Samhain or Samhain? The Danzig band. How do you Samhain. say it? Samhain. Uh, yeah, because they're saying it wrong because they don't know. Loser. Yeah. Losers. Yeah. Yeah, they don't Not losers, just dancing. I mean, but you know what? Let's sure. face it. The language sure. is e interesting. I mean, you look at it. You're taught how to say words. You break it apart. It says it's Sam Hain. That's what it looks like. That's what it's the, true. Yeah, no, but who the fuck knows? It was Celtic, Gaelic, and it, you'd say it's Samhain. You know what I'm saying? I've also heard Samhain. Yes, I heard that too. I've heard Samhain. Um, I mean, you know what? But we are. We're taught how to break things down phonetically. And yes. I think that's stupid because even the word phonics isn't. It's ridiculous. The English language, well, just in general, the English language is so fucked up. Period. <laughs> you know, because it had so many different rules and yeah, it's yeah. messed up. You know, it's fine. Like, here's the one thing. Like I, I poke fun at like the same Sam Hain and stuff. Like with with the Danzig band. And just to clarify, if there are any Danzig fans listening, I do like Danzig and I do like the Misfits. I just think he's a short little jerk. You're allowed to love the art and not like the artist. Okay. Like Morrissey. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're totally allowed. But when it comes to actually pronouncing things wrong, don't feel bad. Like, we get a lot of messages from people that are like, I'm a baby witch and I'm just learning. Dude, we were all there at some point. We sure were. And I don't know how much I love the term baby witch. I mean, I guess it's okay. I yeah, guess it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. It's not awful. It's not super bad. But, like, don't feel bad about being a newbie because we all, we all start as newbies. Yeah, we had to start somewhere. Mm -hmm. Not, I think, out of everyone I know, if, if we want to count, like, I think I technically know two people that were born pagan, mm. that were born and raised in the, the pagan path. Yeah. Um, but everybody else, we're all converts, you know, right, we all, exactly. we all, we find it. And so it's okay. Cause we've all pronounced stuff wrong. We're going to continue to pronounce stuff wrong. Shit. You guys sit here and listen to me and Monica every week pronounce stuff wrong. Yeah. You yeah, know? Yeah. But also on that note, like if you hear people pronounce things wrong, if you feel like correcting them, do it nicely. Don't be a dick about it. Right. right I just, hear people do it in like this really shitty way sometimes, yes. and I'm like, that's not encouraging anyone to learn how to do things correctly. Here's a simple way of doing it: Samhain. Forget about it. Shadow fest. There you go. Everyone could say that word. There we Shadow go. fest. There, there we go. go. <laughs> that one's easy. That's fucking phonetic right there. Right. Boom. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> bada bing, bada boom. There we yeah. go. Yeah, <laughs> you're not kidding. Yes. So I'm I'm excited for it. I and am too. By the time this comes out, I probably will have already made a post on our Facebook group and our Instagram. 
But I am taking a little cross-country road trip. I'm jealous. I'm not taking a sabbatical because I'm still going to bring my computer and stuff so we can still, I can still record on the road. So, but I'm going to be in Florida and then I'm going tentatively to Savannah, Nashville, Memphis, Austin, and then this really fucking cool place in Arizona called Oatman. Oh, wow. They have wild donkeys that are, like, super friendly. Cool. Very I'm really cool. excited. But um, if anyone is in those areas, I'm looking at my dates, and I'm going to put them on Facebook and Instagram. So if I'm going to be in your general vicinity and you guys want to meet, you guys want to, like, get a reading, do spell work or something like that, hit me up. Let's see what we can set up. Because that would be really cool on just, like, my cross-country adventure. And my most exciting part about this... Well, I am really excited. I'm going with one of my best friends, and it's going to be really cool. I've never had that far of a road trip. But I'm finally going to go meet Robert the doll. I know. That's so exciting. That is, like, the only reason why I ever wanted to go to Florida. He's, like, the scariest fucking doll. Like, he's he's Annabelle's boyfriend. Whoa. That's what he is. That's Annabelle's boo right there. Damn, and together, damn, they're damn. just going to, like get doll married and just like fucking murder everybody shit and i'm i called like i looked up the museum that he's at i called them to make sure that they were open i even made sure that he was still there because it's october and he has a tendency of disappearing and going to his old house in october shit yeah yeah i'm super excited it's gonna be amazing yeah yeah you have to ask but let me tell you something oh you do you have to ask his permission to take a picture and if he like I don't know how, like, I mean, I guess I'm psychic, so I'll know if he says no. Yeah, I guess so. But a lot of people just take them. A lot of people just take the picture, and then he, like, breaks your camera. Yeah, you don't want that to happen. No. Yeah, not to that phone. Yeah, no. So I will be asking permission first. Yeah, so I just have a feeling it's going to be a very long journey, (laughs) just between you and me. Um, So whatever days you plan on coming back, you're probably not going to be back in, in that time frame. Just know that. That's what I'm getting hit on. So, just know that, Ricky. She's probably not going to come back. She says she's going to come back on this day. She probably won't be back on that day. Dang. Well, I she'll also... Be, she'll be coming back, right? She'll be coming back, but not... Alive in a timely, right? Not, oh, yeah, but not in, in that time frame. Okay. I just feel like she's gonna. it's going to be delayed. I really yeah, you do. said that before, but I might be... Uh, I don't know I'm asking I imagine you this. that, well, especially in Texas, I mean... I know traffic. I know in a lot of states, traffic is as bad as it, bad as it is here. Yeah. Even though we're like, oh, traffic's the worst in California. It's really shitty in Houston. I hear. I was stuck in crazy ass traffic in Shreveport once. Oh, we're going there too. Um, so I think I missed that one. I was stuck in like crazy like LA style traffic. There. So what are you gonna do? Like a day or two in each place? Basically, or? I really want, I want to spend the night in Savannah. Um, like I'm honestly not the one planning out the itinerary. I am being a spoiled princess, and my darling friend Lily is doing it. So today I spent like a good hour looking up really weird things that I want to do in Florida which is there's just a fucking plethora of cool, weird shit there. Mm. And Nashville, and I'm slowly doing my homework and just sending her all of the shit that I want to do. Um, and we're just going to kind of just check off what we can, depending on what's open. But um, we're going to hopefully solidify everything by Saturday, and then we also are going to come for a joint, like, check out my trip reading with you. Yeah, absolutely. Because Lily is our hair witch. She does both of both of our hair. Yes. Um, and she just had her three, first, first excuse me, three. All three of us, yes. She does all three. She is the wine spirits and witches hair witch. Yes, she is. Mm-hmm. Yes, she is. But um, she just got her first 
tea leaf reading with you. She did. And you, like, blew her fucking mind. <laughs> I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to. Yeah, she she's did my hair that, like, and did her reading. She took notes, and she says, just over the past couple of days, she's just looking at it and just checking, checking it shit off. off. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's what most of the people do. Yep. That's Which cool. Which is awesome. So if you're <laughs> yeah. in Los Angeles, just, like, my shameless plug for her, if you're in L.A., or in any of the places that we're traveling to. And, and you, you want, want your, your hair haircut, done, too. Yeah. yeah Reach so you, out. You can check her out on um, Instagram under Hair and Makeup Adventures. And she also has a website, lilyvoneisenberg.com. But she is awesome. and She, she is amazing. Yeah, she is amazing. Definitely has that talent. Um, you well, would, that's your shout-out. You would think, but that's not my fucking shout-out. Actually. Okay. <laughs> my shout-out, and this is a really important one, is to Erin. Erin Elizabeth, and um, my shout out to her is because we're friends on Facebook and follow each other on Instagram, and I know that she's a listener. I try and like friend like people like from the the show and stuff, and try and keep up with that. But um, yesterday, Erin came out of the broom closet All on right. Facebook. Oh and wow! She did. She made a, a post about it, and it was a very educated one where she really breaks down like what Wicca is, what it means, why it isn't worshiping the devil. And so not only was it a very, like, balanced and solid, like, not angsty post about it, it was very educational, and that's also very scary to do. It is very scary, but good for you. Mm -hmm. Good for you, Erin. That is just so brave, and I really hope, I mean, I know I was excited about it when I saw it. I hope that it was well-received by everybody, and I hope that you are just able to just kind of live a little bit and more. Fly, yeah. fly, fly, Erin, fly. Yep. So good for you, girl. So that that's my shout outs to Erin. My shout out tonight is to my coven mm. because I miss them doing work with them in in, in person. person. I do, but we're gonna get together for shout out this next week and I can't wait. Oh yeah. So all you guys, this is for you. Your HPS loves you. All right. Mwah, 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 mwah. And on that note, marry me, marry part, and, and marry, marry me, me again. again.